Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Cookbook Circle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Victoria. We're two friends with a shared love of food, cooking, and all things cookbooks. We are now in the third season of this podcast, and this one is all about, well, not really anything in particular. We are themeless, so you can expect deep dives on certain dishes, reviews of cookbooks, of course, but there'll be new cookbooks, old cookbooks, all sorts of cookbooks. And of course, we'll be asking you, our lovely listeners, for some input on episodes that we're gonna do it's gonna be so it's gonna be so fun fun and if you love what we do we're also on patreon this means if you'd like to support us your subscription will help to cover the podcast costs from the books themselves to the ingredients for what we cook and in return you'll get some fun stuff like bonus mini sods to find out more visit our website thecookbookcircle.com or you can find the link in our show notes thanks friends now let's get to the fun part Hello, Victoria. Hi, Hannah. How are we doing? How are we assuming? Ah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> I think that's so funny when like podcasts do that. Like, oh, spoiler, what we're talking about. But it's like, it's in the yeah, name of the episode, the lads. <laughs> but maybe, you know, we also do it every time and we're like, a very exciting cookbook <laughs> to shoot. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I don't, I don't mean us when I'm talking no, about no, it. I'm just slagging other people off. I'm not slagging them off. No, we love everyone. Um, um, you should only listen to our podcast, though, if, uh, <laughs> if you listen to any others, you shouldn't. No, you should. We don't come out enough. That... <laughs> no, we don't. Yeah, you'd be seriously deprived. Well, you know. For the night that's in it, we're thrilled that Brie Graham, the subject of our previous uh, episode, has come out with a little 
love for us tonight. So we're both yeah, very happy. Yeah, a whole Instagram oh, post. So good. Yeah. Love you, Brie. <sighs> we love you. Thank you, Brie, for that. It made us very happy. If every chef that we covered did that, would be very rich. I mean, yes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We'd be invited to award shows, I would hope. Yeah, one day. If other chefs, <laughs> um, not other chefs, but all the chefs, talked about us. Um, what I have to say about Brie Graham's post. Yeah. This is, look look at me. I'm doing the, uh, I'm doing a, <laughs> what's the word? I don't know. Transition. <laughs> I don't know. All I see doing is a lot transition. of shoulder action here. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brie, in her post, said that, she listened to the first season of our podcast when she was writing her book in Rome. Mm -hmm. And we have a theme here, right? Because you are going to Italy this week. Oh, look at that. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that a segue was smooth as butter. <laughs> like butter. Um, I am not going to Italy anytime soon, nor have I been. But I would love to talk about Italy. You have been, though. You have been. Yeah, I have yeah, been, yeah. yeah. You, you went yeah. to Bologna, right? Bologna? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think I went to Bologna in 2019. Yeah, we just had not known each other very long then, and I remember us talking about it loads. That's when I knew I liked you. Yeah. <laughs> you like food too. Yeah. Um, despite my trip to Bologna being a disaster. There was, like, really bad rain, and we got delayed for, like, many hours. Oh. So we basically lost like half a day oh, no. in Bologna um, and then we got to the hotel and they sent us to somewhere else but that's irrelevant <laughs> like Bologna was so good really? and I just think have you ever seen that Master of None episode where they were well, they're in Italy for a lot of it in that first season yes. and he's like <laughs> their little song is eating in Italy is my favorite thing yeah. eating in Italy is my favorite thing and frankly I, d I couldn't agree more oh uh, so I haven't been to Italy for 15 years um holy holy which you know I was only five then <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> You were fresh out of the womb. <laughs> the womb. Um, from my sister's wedding, and she got married just outside Florence. And it wasn't like a because it was a wedding. It wasn't. It wasn't the touristy trip, and I didn't tack any. I was a student at the time, so I had no extra money to like hang around and go see stuff. So I literally like yeah. flew into Florence. She got married in this tiny town near Florence, and then like we came home. So I have not properly really had a holiday in Italy or gotten to oh my God. eat in Italy and make it my favourite thing. It is my favourite yeah, thing. So I am so excited. But we are going to Venice and so Doug the dog's girlfriend, Sadie, her owners are Italian. <laughs> is she coming? No, she's not coming. Doug's, no. Doug's also staying at home, I think. He'd love the pizza, <laughs> but, you know, this plane would be a nightmare. Um, her owners are Italian and they were like, oh, but the worst food's in Venice. And I'm still like, well, the worst your worst yes. is way better than yeah. our best, probably, right? So yes. I think it's going to be okay. Oh, it's going to be great. Shall I put some pictures on our gram so everyone can... Yes. Everyone can... Do you have any, like, places to hit? Have you um, got a list? So um, 
uh, one thing you should know about me, <laughs> we've never been on holiday together, oh but I'm not a researcher. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an airport researcher or like a on the way to the hotel or Airbnb researcher. Um, so TBC. <laughs> we should go on holiday together because I am a researcher. I feel like, I just think anyway it's going to be good. And then I like to know, I don't know. I, I haven't, I actually have no excuse for this. I'm just a bad holiday planner. I mean, that's fine. I feel like it's the, it, it's just the way it is, right? Is the person you're going with a planner or are you both not planners? We're both not planners, I think. I don't think he's done. I mean, uh, no. fly by the seat of your pants. I love it. He I just mean. loves pizza. I, I think he's just going to see anywhere with pizza and be like, yeah, that one. And mm. Let's face it. They're all going to do pizza. <laughs> yeah. And it's all going to be great. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and I'm up for like a little spritz and a little... Oh. aperitivo oh, with a little snack I think Venice is big on seafood um, I can I can do a little bit of that my companion not so much but <laughs> well, they, they can have pizza they can have pizza yeah <laughs> in the land where tomatoes taste like things oh. you know my favourite one of my favourite things about eating Italy <laughs> Apart from um, singing about it. Apart from singing yeah. about it and thinking about Master of None and Aziz Ansari. Um, is pizza fritti? <gasps> yes. I ate last time when I was... The last time I was in Italy was when I was in Bologna. And I ate about six over the like two days we were there because they just hit, man. Like if you were to make pizza fritti in this country, it would just taste like oil. <laughs> and dough <laughs> which is a donut but initially they take like they're oh man what size are we yeah. talking for a pizza fritti in italy it's small right. like a almost like a pasty gotcha. size yeah yeah you know like a snack yeah it's, oh i love oh, them i'm so excited i'll talk a little i'll give a recap um, of my favorite things i've eaten in the next episode please bum, 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 bum. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> That's Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, the next episode. It's going to get taken off uh, of iTunes because iTunes? Oh, iTunes. Apple Podcasts because. We're throwing it back to 2001. Yes, Italy's going to be great. Oh, that's so good. I'm, I'm jealous. I'm going to book a. I'm going to go to Italy. I'm going to go back to Bologna. I think we. Like I said, I've never been on holiday together, but we really deserve one to somewhere with delicious food. And we floated like yeah. Korea, like far flung places. But maybe we need to start with like a little foodie weekend away somewhere. In case we're deeply incompatible, uh, uncompatible, uncompatible. That's not right. <laughs> incompatible travelers. I think we'd be all right. I think we'd be fine. We like to walk. We like to eat. We like to drink coffee. You like natural yes. wine. I like anything with alcohol. <laughs> I like a spritz as yeah. well. I love a, especially, I love a, you know, some kind of bitter. I like a Negroni. Ooh. I like a Campari spritz. I like an apple Have spritz. Have you had a Negroni spagliato? 
<laughs> I'm so with prosecco. I'm so excited about them. I think they're great. They're on the menu at Francomanca now, like a chain, a are pizza they? chain in the UK for anyone who's not in the UK, and they are great. Honestly, it it balances the <gasps> bitterness of the Negroni with the sweetness of the prosecco. Ah, oh, we have a Francomanca in Bristol. 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 Anyway, um, we're not in Italy for this. And episode. to end this conversation about <laughs> to end this conversation about Italy and all the great food you're gonna eat, I ate a cheeseburger pizza last night. <laughs> Did we not talk about that on the other episode? Didn't we talk about cheeseburger pizzas? Yeah, I think we probably did. Where'd you get it from? Oh, at this place where we were visiting our, our friends Stu and Toria who live in uh, Newton Arbor, which is a town in the southwest and we got these burgers and pizzas from this place it was good to chop one of the burgers up and put it on the pizza yeah bun and all (laughs) just love carbs you know um it was it good yeah oh did they put the pickles on Mm. and stuff as well I feel like I I, I couldn't do it without pickles I feel like if you're missing the pickles out of a burger pizza then you what's the point yeah, that's what the Italians say, right? <laughs> <laughs> the first rule of pizza is never skim on the pickles. On the pickles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about Italian cuisine today. <laughs> we are not. We are not. We are talking about... It, it, well, it, the book is kind of set in Bombay and it's like a love letter to the city of Bombay, right? But it's also mm-hmm. about Irani Kathy's. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you guys should know that it's a Sunday night and we both had a really long weekend. <laughs> this is not going to, it's, it's not going to run smoothly. But, you know, we're in it with all our hearts and all our um, Deggy Merch chili powder. <laughs> Except I couldn't find what any. What about Irani Cafes? <laughs> it's about Irani Cafes. So, the cookbook is Dishoom. Dishoom. Which is a really popular, started out as a really popular restaurant in London. I think they opened the first one in 2010. And now they have mm. like eight. I think there's one in Edinburgh as well, actually. Yeah, and Manchester and Birmingham, I think, as oh, well. Oh, really? Um, mm. That's... Uh, article I read was outdated (laughs) Um, and it is by the cousins who founded Dishoom Shamil and Kavi Takrar and the brothers Adarsh and Amar Radia and it's all the recipes from the restaurant um, including like their famous like Black Dal and their egg and bacon naan or egg naans and bacon naans that they do for breakfast and then yeah all of them it's divided into 10 chapters it's like breakfast mid-morning snacks lunch puddings tipples breads blah 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 there's loads and that like each section is kind of divided by these big old kind of narratives around Bombay and it's basically kind of describing a day in Bombay I'm using the word Bombay because that's what they say in their book than <laughs> Mumbai. Um, and they kind of tell you all the places that they love to eat and that are like inspired, all the restaurant all the restaurant recipes. They the dishes that they cook are cooked in like Parsi, Muslim, Hindu, and Christian traditions. 
and they mm. kind of balance them all. They say in the opening bit that they've gotten some kind of like some hate mail about people who didn't like that they had like some Muslim stuff on their website, but they're more about like marrying up all these different cultures and yeah, it's kind of meant to kind of That's welcome everyone. Yeah. Um, the fun fact that I found out was that um, mm. Shamil, one of the co-founders, did like an MBA at Harvard Business School, worked as a strategy oh. consultant at like Bain, which is a big um, strategy company, I, I guess. I can't remember. Mm. And, and then his family, I think, owns the rice business Tilda. Which is oh. yeah, massive here. <laughs> I, is it a global brand? I don't know, but um, yeah, he wow. like, was reflecting on his Indian heritage. He noticed that representations of Indian culture in Britain had become a bit like cliched, and so he they hit upon this idea of paying homage to Irani cafes from Bombay. And then that's how Dishoom came to life. And it's got, oh. like, the, the cafes have this kind of particular aesthetic with loads of mm. family portraits and checkerboard tiles and ceiling fans. And that, the, this book has a certain aesthetic as well, right? Like, it's, it's really, yes. it has, it's, like, really, really beautiful, actually. The photography is gorgeous. Yes. Um, it's a coffee table book, for sure. Yeah. Or should I say... A chai table book. <laughs> You're so adaptable. Your references are just so <laughs> adaptable. Um, yeah, so, I mean, when I first moved to London, I remember hearing that Dishoom was like the place to go and having, I think mm. my sisters came to visit and I booked us in for breakfast in the one in Shoreditch and got, like, yeah, got the naan breakfast or whatever. I've never actually had dinner there, um, but you have, right? I have, yeah. Right when it first opened, like before I moved to London, but I've heard, yeah, in Covent Garden, right when it first opened. Mm. Like, Dishoom is famous for like its queues, yes, right? In London. It's like they don't take bookings for under 10 people or something. So you have to get in this queue. And the queue is insane, which I think you would, what is why you find so many people who live in London or Londoners who just have never been apart from for breakfast. Yeah. Because it's just not... There's so much other food in London to eat. Yeah. Like, what is it about? And the breakfast is good. The breakfast is good. I think that's maybe why I've only been for breakfast. But, like... Yeah. I guess, you know, places like Brick Lane are really famous for mm. Indian Pakistani food. I don't know what it is about Dishoom that's managed to kind of just create this hype that still exists today yes and still like gets cute yes um like there's one right by our office right yeah. like in london and so like you see the queues but we've been for breakfast a few times in there because it's it's never busy in the morning but like you walk past at night and it's like insane it's just like what who are these people that are still queuing for Dishoom? and it's been open like you said for like 13 years and there's what four or five yeah. in london now what's your stance on queuing for food that's a good that is a really good question. Yeah. I was I was all about it in my youth. Yeah. <laughs> um meat liquor, meat mission. Yes. That restaurant was the first like the first thing I ever queued for. But also I feel like and I might have said this before in the pod, but I feel like meat liquor made me fall in love with 
food in London. Oh, like wow. that whole like like the hype yeah. and the like excitement and like it's such a it was such a different dining experience to, that I've ever had before. And yeah. I felt like that got me. But now I feel like I don't have time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not And a, it's cold. It's cold. <laughs> I'm not a massive fan of it. Unless it's like someone small, and I think it's like like the mo- one of the most recent times I queued was for that um, Mystic Barek person that I think I've mentioned Ooh, yeah. before, who does all these like Balkan phyllo pies, and she was doing a pop up at Half Cut in like uh, Canterbury or somewhere, and mm. I went in queue because it felt like. That was something exciting and new. Yes. I'm not going to Nobody queue. else is doing no. the stuff that she's doing, right? And, she's amazing. Yeah, and she's just there on her own. Like, yeah. That's incredible. But, like, established places like Dishuma or whatever, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do it. No. It's like Padella. Like, I queued for Padella back in the day, yeah. which is a pasta restaurant. It's in, it started in Borough Market and now there's another one in Shoreditch. Yeah. Uh, I think potato is some of the best pasta you can get in London, but I, I'm not going to queue for it like I did seven years ago or whatever no, it is. it's so reasonable as well, potato, isn't it? Like, yeah. I think as well, if you're chewing, chewing, queuing for cheap food, that's something too, right? If it's like cheap, mm. like affordable and fast and they're like, yeah, like I've queued for picking up a sandwich at Chatsworth Bakehouse because it's a sandwich, yes. right? Like, but... The yeah. idea of queuing for somewhere where you're still going to have to sit and pay like a 50 quid bill, it just like, just doesn't yes. really sit well with me. I'm just like, ugh, yeah. Yeah, like Roti <clears throat> King, that's worth it. Because there's no other place you can really get that food yeah. or Roti King specifically. And then, yeah, you pay less than a tenner for some of the best, like, curry you can get in London. Yeah, great. Anyway, so if you're coming to London and someone's told you to go to Dishoom, you should, but you should absolutely just go for breakfast. yeah. Or I don't know if you can book now. Maybe you can't. I don't know. I don't know if that's like part of the I feel like you still can't. Mm. I took all of my international guests from my wedding to Dishoom. Mm. The, the, I got married on Saturday and I took them on the, the Monday. Yeah. There must have been about 12 of us. Uh, wow. And we were able to book. Because yeah. if you've got a big group, then your feasting menu, the feasting menus they do is great because you just get everything uh, and it's quite cheap yeah. like to, to share. And then you get to try all their big dishes and you don't have to choose, which I think in a place like Dishoom great. is great because yeah. you're not like, oh God, I don't know what to get because I don't know what anything is. Yeah, yeah. A bit like Hoppers or somewhere. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of that. But yeah, I... I but I'd like, I love their granola mm. and their little chili jams. Yeah, the chili jams are good. Louise and I, my friend and I, got like their um, at home breakfast kits mm. during lockdown. So you like, they send you the nan and they send you like everything and you make it up yourself. And it, that was great. That was really, really good and yeah. quite affordable too. Um, I am interested to, obviously, we'll talk about it because we did it. We do. Um, I'm interested to know if you made any bread because I didn't. They have a whole bread section mm, in here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've, so I'm interested. I thought about it. I think we should get on to the food because yes. I've got things to say. <laughs> <laughs> what, were, what, were your, what were your first impressions? Let's, let's go with that first. So I've had this book for a while. Yes. 
And I remember um, when I first got it thinking, this is a lovely book. Mm -hmm. Isn't it pretty? <laughs> oh, hasn't it got all the things in the shoom that I like? And then, and then looking at the recipes <laughs> and thinking, this is going to go back on my shelf. <laughs> and, uh, and then I got it out again when I was making some uh, food for my sister and uh, brother-in-law. Mm -hmm. Um, For a second there, I was like, oh my, my God. My sister-in-law and brother-in-law. sister and I have never... <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> um, <laughs> when they um, had their baby and I I filled their freezer with s some Cute. bits. And I was like, oh, you know what? The Dishoom cookbook will have a great doll that I can just make yes. and make a massive one and put it and have it in their freezer and everyone loves doll. Yeah. And I did make a doll, but <laughs> I did not make this one, let me tell you. <laughs> because you just... Um, the ingredients lists are something. And I, I look, I, I'm coming at this from, I've previously bitched about Covent Garden not, Covent Garden, Crystal Palace not having a very good Asian shop or, or Indian supermarket or any of the good places where you get these ingredients. And my God, did I feel it in this episode. <laughs> You offered to get me stuff, didn't you? Because you were going to an Asian supermarket and we thought we might see each other. But uh, yeah, I wish, yeah. That, I wish that would have worked out, let's say. But I went, so very luckily, so I don't have an Indian supermarket near me, like in within walking distance. But luckily I was meeting my friend Gemma for dinner at an Indian restaurant, actually, that was next to an Indian supermarket. This is absolutely irrelevant context. Um so I, I was like, okay, I need to decide what I'm going to make so I can get, I can go to this place and pick stuff up. But even then, I had to order two things on Amazon You're because more they didn't have fucking deggy merch, deggy merch, which is that, which is in every recipe. It's like a chili powder, which I think is actually just called something else. <laughs> I didn't it even look it up. Some, what, what is it? I think it's just, it's a very, very red. Oh, Did you get some? Cool. Oh, dried red chili pepper, commonly used in Indian cuisine. Thank you. Deep red color, mild to medium level of heat. What can I use instead? You could use Kashmiri chili. Also hard to find. I think that, that possibly they're the same thing because this Indian shop that I went to had a million Kashmiri chilies and literally every fucking thing else. And... <laughs> None of this one. But anyway, all that to say, I had to order it off Amazon. Look, we'll, look, we'll get to me, but uh, you are more dedicated <laughs> than me. <laughs> you are more dedicated. I also ordered mace blades, which is something I've never fucking heard of. Excuse my French. Was that like from, for your like, I don't know, kung fu fighting class or something? <laughs> yes, my kung fu fighting class. <laughs> I am a panda. <laughs> from a Disney movie. <laughs> I love that that's the only time you've heard of Kung Fu Fighting and not the song, the popular, popular song. Um, I don't listen to music. No. I'm very serious. I only listen to podcasts. I only do research on the competition. <laughs> and there is no there is no podcast about Kung Fu Fighting. Um, what did you make, my dear friend? Okay. I'm settling in here because Look. I think we're both going to be talking for a while. Y'all ready for a bumper episode? 
<laughs> I know. It's already fairly late and I feel like we're not going to bed early tonight, lads. We haven't discussed um, this. Just, you know, we've, we've kept our usual rule of not discussing mm. the book. But I was so close last night to texting Vic and being like, what the actual <laughs> I think... You know, I'll, I'll save my conclusions for the concluding uh, part for Act Three of this podcast. But um, we we may say that um, restaurant cookbooks no. aren't for us yes. or anyone. I just don't think they should exist. Or anyone. I chanted this no, that- about five times last night in the kitchen. <laughs> I was just like, football. And I think that, you know, not happen. I'll be honest, I think that Hannah might be low key annoyed at me as well because it this was my suggestion. Oh no, I'm not annoyed at you at all. I'm happy I didn't pay money for this cookbook because my our good friend Kate Roberts loaned hers to me so thank you Kate but you'll be getting Shout it back Kate. too sweet because I don't want <laughs> this is this is why I encouraged you to borrow it because I was like I don't think you're gonna want to pay them anyway look let me tell you what Sorry. I made I made three things and that that sounds like more things than I should have made but within that I probably made about 400 of the recipes yes, yes. <laughs> How many times did you have to turn the page between finding your core recipe and all the other little sub recipes that you had to use? Sorry, I'll calm down, but I'll just, you know. Please, listener, if you haven't listened to the French Laundry episode, I feel like this could be similar. This is, this, at least the food I think is going to be delicious at the end of this. Yeah. Uh, yes. For me, the food was delicious. Mostly, yeah. Um, but I could have flown to India and back I could have by the time the I rain. finished. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I could have queued up. I could have got the train to fucking London or Birmingham or Edinburgh, probably. <laughs> yeah. You could have gone to the right. Iranian. Oh my God, I can't speak. Iranian cafes in Bombay. Right. Here's oh. one thing I like about this book well, it has drinks in it. Okay, yes. Um, it has a good. lot of drinks alcoholic and non-alcoholic and the drinks that assume are nice uh i don't drink tea mm-hmm. so uh the chai is is all wasted on me right um oh, bloody mary however this uh, sorry so i made the mango lassie oh how fun i love a mango lassie because yes we're we're big uh well we Stephen is a really big mango lassie fan, and I had a, a tin of mango Puree. pulp. Oh yeah, great! Like amazing stuff in the in the cupboard, and I was like, you know who else will like this? My, you know, almost two year old. Um, and I'll be honest, he hasn't stopped talking about it. Marcus. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, what did you say? More, more mango milk. More mango oh, milk. Oh, <laughs> bless him. Um. But he's not having any more of it because uh, um, it's quite sugary. So it's it, this is the, maybe the easiest recipe in the entire book. Good. Um, I'm glad I'm happy for you. Yogurt, yeah, full fat Greek yogurt, um, mango puree, and simple syrup. Which simple Definitely. syrup is a separate recipe on page one three eight. Of course it is. 
if it's so but let simple, me let me tell you assume, just put it yeah, on it's, the same it's, page yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just repeat it yeah. it's literally just equal parts sugar and water um and then so you yeah you put the yogurt um and a little bit of water with 70 mils of mango puree and 20 mils of sugar syrup and i put some ice cubes in nice because you know it's delicious and then you waz that up and then put fennel seeds on top oh nice okay and it's delicious and they have like three other variations so there's a salted lassie which is just greek yogurt and salt and cumin seeds on top yeah um they've got a sweet lassie which is just just with the sugar syrup <laughs> and yogurt and then rose and cardamom lassie so well, that was nice it was it that was that was great because who doesn't like a a mango lassie i like a lassie come home I love a lassie dog. I, whenever I see a lassie dog, I'm always like, oh, they're lovely, aren't they? I think um, we had a lassie dog in our family Did and you? it was jealous of me when I was born. Um, presumably my oh. wit and sparkle. And <laughs> I think we had to rehome it because it was, oh. yeah. So I don't love them. Take that, lassie. <laughs> lassie, go Maybe away. Maybe you had been rescuing. You, you came along, you then started to rescue things from rivers that's what i imagine lassie does that's what the, the lassie in the show does right? yeah, like, yeah yeah very clever anyway um onwards so the <laughs> okay, next so thing the i mango made lassie. no that sounds good the mango lassie is great it's great i mean you don't need to buy the book to get a mango <laughs> lassie recipe uh but it's delicious and if you've got some mango uh, knocking around <laughs> that's a good thing to make yeah great for toddlers nice um too. more mango milk mango milk um right the second thing i made was the pow bhaji oh! which may be pronounced pav i'm not sure uh which is on page 160 okay i'm coming and hold up this is like mm? so wait up i'm coming <laughs> Get there, get there, oh, Lassie. Yes, 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 I saw this. Yeah, this is fun. It's like, um, potatoes. essentially, yeah, potatoes and all sorts of vegetables in a kind of, yeah, a, a curry sauce. Yeah. Served, and it's buttery, and then you serve it with, it's supposed to serve it with white bread buns. Yeah. Um, it, it was nice. So what basically, again, it's quite an involved process. What? Like most of these things are. Really? So I you make like time. a, what they call a soft veg vegetable base. Oh, no. Out of cauliflower, green pepper, green beans, carrot, peas and salt. But like small amounts of those, which kind of, I guess it acts as like a paste, like a thickening paste. Um, which you then add into another thing. So you make this soft vegetable base by throwing those vegetables in, yeah. and it's like small amounts of them, uh, with some water over a, over a, like medium heat, I think. And then you're like just cooking them and like mashing them at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, 
to make them into a kind of smooth paste. Right. They do have like an easier way to do it, but I was cooking my other thing at the same time, which was incredibly involved. So uh, I was like, well, I'm here <laughs> at the oven so I can exactly mash if I, I need to. Change to the hob. <laughs> <laughs> so you make that. Mm-hmm. Um, and before that, or whilst that's happening, you also uh, roughly chop... 350 grams of floury potatoes and boil them until just tender <laughs> and then you just kind of you, you you bring it all together so you get a big another big saucepan i've ran out of saucepans yeah. i'm sure you did yeah, as well making these things run out of yeah. saucepans um you get another saucepan you add uh some onion mm-hmm. cook that down uh we're just having a look uh so they're golden brown and then add uh tomato so 400 grams of chopped tomatoes tinned or fresh doesn't matter they say and then cook that down with some tomato puree until it's kind of uh this is the oil separates yeah which is a which is a strange <laughs> thing a strange thing to say but fine and then you add the spices, and the spices are <clears throat> uh, deggy merch, yeah. of course, cumin, turmeric, um, three teaspoons of pav bhaji masala, which is a separate oh, thing, and I, that I had to buy in a box <laughs> from the Indian shop. It's, it's literally, it's only for this thing. So that's good. Um, <laughs> and that's it. So you add that along and then cook that so that's like a lovely like base for your what is essentially like a, a curry right. uh like a not too saucy curry and then you add your soft vegetable base your potatoes mm. and 60 grams of butter no that's not that much yeah that doesn't deserve that noise <laughs> mm, it does it does feel like a lot though it does make it buttery and then you then you put the lid on and you cook it for about 10 minutes. Uh, and then <laughs> whilst you're cooking it for 10 minutes, you open the lid every few minutes to mash. Of course, because what else, you what else do you have to do in life? Nobody else has anything to do. <laughs> you just see, we're all just standing at our fucking hobs. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, but you be careful of the steam when you open the lid. Oh. To mash. Mash, 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 mash. Be careful of your back as you stand in one spot for three hours to make one dish for dinner. I needed one of those um, anti-fatigue mats. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. 
For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. <laughs> then you serve it. You can add more butter to serve, right. but they also say to serve it with uh, cori- fresh coriander, some red onion, and lime yeah i had coriander i didn't have any of i didn't have fresh lime so they love a lime and red onions there's a lot of fresh lime in this yeah they do which you don't really associate i think with indian food i like it though it is nice but Mm. yeah this was this was really nice i when i first tried it i thought oh that's spicy I was like, oh, I don't know if that that's too spicy for me. But the more I ate of it, it was fine. <laughs> your taste buds um, were slowly dulled. Yeah, maybe <laughs> that was it. Really nice flavours, but I didn't think it was anything out of the ordinary. Oh, okay. Like, it, it was nice. Yeah. But the effort to payoff ratio was not as good as I would have expected. Prob- I definitely wouldn't make it again. No. Because I feel like the, also the flavours weren't anything like different to just a, a curry that you could knock up. I love knocking up. By using some of the same ingredients, but less mashing. Yeah. Look. But I liked it. Yeah. I mean, everything's good, right? <laughs> I I, I wow. don't feel like my soul has been hurt by a cookbook like this since yeah. Maybe, yes, it's French laundry, if we're going to compare. And, you know, that's... We love cooking. <gasps> and cooking. I will stand at the cooker and the hob for hours. Yeah. For, for, like you said, it's something life-changing. Yeah. Or something, I don't know, that feels... Right at the end of it. If it don't feel right. <laughs> <laughs> there was something infuriating to me in the flipping of the pages back and forth to the various recipes yeah. and just trying to bring it all together. And like even, I'll get to it, but for my one that was like a recipe from the previous page, but like without a certain aspect of it. And then it was like, well, then just write it out again so I don't have to be flip-flopping all the time. And I just felt annoyed. I just felt annoyed. Right, the last thing I made, and this was what I expected to be the piece de resistance. Oh, yeah. I was like, I have to do it. I did the black doll. You did it! I did it. Because I was like, look, I'm going to commit to this. Rather you um, And what a commitment. How many hours? So the Black Dahl, for those people that haven't been to Dishoom or don't, you know, no, it's, it's their, like... Signature. It's a dish that you, like, have to order. It's it's a dal that is black. Uh, I made out of Black Dahl. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it is really good. Yeah. Like, it's... And it's, it, it just seems to be, it's like their... It's just their thing. It's... it's it's good. It's good. It's a doll. Um, and this is in their cookbook. And it's like, it's just what a lot of people talk about. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do oh, it. I'm glad you did. You will always, and that's to be what fair, I can always count on you for, because you will always do the signature <laughs> dish. You did it for Simon Hopkinson. You did it for this. There's other examples that I can't think of right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I made a table for Brie Graham's table for two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went to France and did my washing for the French Lord. <laughs> I did make the French Laundry's little salmon things, which I think is their... uh, Anyway. So, the black doll. Well, I was like, maybe it's fine because the ingredients list is very short. Yes, true. (laughs) But no, 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 no. But the time that it takes is very long. (laughs) The time it takes is very long. I'll be honest, this basically took me... This took a whole 24 hours out of my life. I mean, what else are you doing, really, with your life? To be honest, nothing. Um, So, day one, (laughs) you need to make... (laughs) It does say in the preamble that it it deserves... uh, requires four to five hours of your attention. Jesus. Um, uh Okay. Uh, And it did... But also, I needed the whole night before to make all the pre-recipes, oh, God. Oh. which which include garlic paste, ginger paste, and the Dishoom Garam Masala. Now, I made the ginger paste on page 353, uh, and now I have more ginger paste than anyone ever needs for anything. <laughs> <laughs> because I made the whole bastard recipe, and now I have, like... <laughs> Now I have a really big jar of ginger paste in my fridge that is only going to last a month or so. Yeah. Every night it's blacked out so. for you. Before bed, <laughs> you start to make up the following day's blacked out. I'm just going to have to start drinking it for like, if I get sick, yeah. I'll just start Gingered drinking <laughs> ginger and shots. Um, so then for the garlic paste, I absolutely didn't bother. Nope. Um, making the paste I just got like so you needed like three bulbs of garlic uh-huh. to make the paste and I used like three cloves and just because it's just it's just garlic or ginger and oil yeah, yeah yeah and so I just bashed some garlic together with yeah with some oil that about what I needed for the recipe yeah anyway the gram masala was a different matter now let me just find that one to get into for you <laughs> This is what I needed, the mace blades. Uh, swords, whatever it's called, <laughs> for blades. Uh, so I needed mace blades, which I ordered off Amazon, and then they never arrived. Okay. So I had to get a refund and just not use them. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the gram masala mixture. Uh, you know, go and get yourself a drink, lads, if you're still here. <laughs> A black cardamom pod, four cloves, five grams of black peppercorns, two large cinnamon sticks, 10 grams of coriander seeds, five grams of cumin seeds, four grams of fennel seeds, two star anise, one bay leaf, two grams of mace blades, 10 grams of poppy seeds, and two grams of dried rose petals. Luckily for me, I had most of those, apart from the mace blades, the poppy seeds, the petals, and the star anise, because I hate them. All of those things, star anise and, and petals, or all of them. No, I don't. I don't hate all those things. I don't like star anise. Mm. I don't like the smell of rose. No. But you know, I, I committed myself to the. And if I ever need to, you know, pull off some kind of romantic gesture, <laughs> I've now got a whole bag of rose petals. I don't know if it's dried <laughs> petals that they sprinkle. <laughs> 
about someone who actually needs master ham. <laughs> I'm married to a man. They wouldn't know the difference. If I saw just sprinkle some potpourri up the stairs. <laughs> like I said, they wouldn't know the difference. Okay, I practice. Um, <laughs> uh, and so... Obviously, you, you, there's two options. You can either uh, toast them in an oven mm-hmm. or toast them in a pan. I chose a pan because it takes two minutes rather than uh, two and two point five hours. <laughs> and twenty pounds so on you your electricity bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. So you toast everything apart from the poppy seeds and the rose petals in a cool dry frying pan. And then you add the poppy seeds and rose petals after they've cooled and mix them in a spice grinder into a fine powder. I would have bought the garam masala. You're a better person than me. Well, I do. I have garam masala, obviously. But um, I was like, well, what's it must be. To be fair, this is my favourite thing of the of the whole book. What? I now masala. have a big tub yeah, yeah. of. Yeah, of Dishoom Garam Masala, yeah. and it smells incredible, yeah. and I will definitely use it in curries. Totally. Um, but, and I'm happy that I did it, I, uh, you know, and I, I've, I've never done that before, made like a spice mix. Oh my, oh my, my poor mini chopper. <laughs> I really got a beating this week <laughs> between that and the ginger paste. Oh, God. <laughs> um, and the onion chopping. Anyway. Your store cupboard is so, set. Yes. I need a new cupboard <laughs> for the st- for the store. I need a pantry. I need a new house. Um, so, yes. So, I made that grandma's salad. But I'm very happy I have that, even though it was a bit of an effort. So, I made that. And then I went to bed because it was about midnight. Mm-hmm. So then the next day, when you're ready to <laughs> actually make the thing that you want to eat, which is the houseback dal, you get the dal, which is uh, 300 grams of black dal, which is urad dal. Yeah. You put it in a pan of cold water. No, wait, you have to rinse it three or four times mm-hmm. until the water goes clear. Mm-hmm. Then you put it in a pan with at least... They say at least four litres of water. Four litres? I don't have a pan big enough for that. No. So I did my best. And then you boil it for uh, two to three hours. Jesus. Until the grains are cooked, but they must be creamy, not... Uh, what do they say? Creamy, not crumbly. Okay. Turn off the heat, allow to cool for 15 minutes. <laughs> Whilst you're doing this, because you've got a bit of time. Oh, do you? That's nice. In those two hours, yeah. To live uh, your while life. That's cooking. <laughs> you also have to skim off any in- impurities off the top while that's cooking. Mm. So you can't just leave it. No. And you have to top it up, obviously, if it gets too low, the water. Do we think this is, uh, you know... <laughs> Dished out some form of torture in like Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> <laughs> well, they need to pass the time. <laughs> Something to do. Um, maybe that's what that guy was cooking in the kitchen in that Wandsworth prison when he escaped. He was like, I just can't do this anymore. <laughs> Get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> 
I would have strapped myself to the bottom of a van last night. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So then you mix in a bowl, a separate bowl. Uh, got the garlic and ginger paste, tomato puree, salt, the 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 deggy merch chili powder, and the garam masala. You mix that into a paste. Mm-hmm. Then your lentils are done. You pour off the cooking water, and then you pour on enough freshly boiled water to cover the dal by three to four centimeters. Bring it to a boil over a medium heat and add the aromatic paste and 90 grams of butter okay into the water that is boiling right okay so then you cook that on high yeah you keep it boiling for 30 minutes yeah but wait there's more there's more (laughs) um you then lower the heat and simmer for one to one and a half hours stirring very regularly (laughs) in case it sticks to the bottom. Meanwhile, you've been like fired from your job. Your husband's left you. Your kids <laughs> run out the front door. You've not been able to keep up your normal life. <laughs> My parents think I'm dead because I haven't called them. <laughs> My son's been at nursery for two days without anyone picking him up. <laughs> There's a zombie apocalypse taking place around you, but you haven't noticed. <laughs> um, um, so when that's done, uh, it should become thick and creamy, but the creaminess must come from the dal disintegrating and making it creamy rather than running out of water. Okay. Good to know. So you have to keep topping up the water if it gets too low because that's... No, no, no. I don't know how you tell the difference, but anyway, we get... We move. And then um, once you're you're at that point, the creaminess point, you add uh, 90 millilitres of double cream. Okay. And cook for 15 more minutes. Cooked, yeah. Uh, And then it's ready to serve. Oh, good. Was it worth it? No. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of money and time, honestly, I spent on this, I literally could have gone to the show and eaten it. My- Where a professional <laughs> spends 24 hours cooking it. Look, look it was nice. Mm. It was it was good. Yeah. Right? It was delicious. It was creamy. It was rich. It was it tasted like the real thing. It yeah. looked like the real thing. Yeah. Looks absolutely fucking awful in photos because it's just dull. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely wouldn't do that again. <laughs> Have I told you that my friend, and I meant to text her before this podcast to get the story right, but any my friend made this, Dal, and at, at some point where you have to, like, drain it off, <gasps> it all just fell down. <laughs> after they'd already spent like a considerable number of hours on it and they just stood there watching it like circle the drain just like filter down can you imagine that oh, it took two of us to drain it like i was like Stephen needs to come here and help me drain this because if this goes tits up like i'm that's it i'm like you might never see me again i might have a literal mental breakdown oh my God. um and i'm reminded and it reminds us both of this video we saw online where someone's making bone broth oh yes 
Have you seen it? No, yeah, but they, I think you told me about it. Yeah, oh my God. I might have talked about it on the podcast where I ended up making bone broth, which obviously takes hours, days. Yeah. You're like boiling bones down and they're it's ready and they're going to like <laughs> strain the broth and they like, uh, you get it. Like I would do this. Like you ha- they have a moment of, you know, like whatever and they drain the broth and all the broth goes down the sink and they're just left <laughs> with anyway so that's what i made Mm -hmm. um the black doll was delicious it's it makes an awful lot as well so we ate it for like two days in a row so we ate those two things together with um parathas which i absolutely did not make from the book but there is a recipe if anybody uh wants i had the the frozen ones that you cook in the pan for two minutes Mm -hmm. and they are the most delicious thing in the world absolutely do that all day long uh, and it was great. And this book will go back on the shelf and I will not make anything from it again, at least for a while. Mm. When I was looking up the... When I was researching <laughs> the book, the reviews were very high. And I thought that was It's a beautiful book. It's a beautiful book. And I it's look, way more beautiful than The French Laundry. It is. And I don't mean to... I'm not dissing to assume here. They are they. They are great. They make delicious food. I think maybe this came out during lockdown. I'm not sure. I think I read something about that. Maybe people. Were, I feel like know. did it come out the year before? Like maybe 2019. Oh yeah, maybe because I, I saw it some it won some awards in 2019. But I yeah I'm not, you know people were probably asking please please give us the cookbook. <laughs> Little did they know. <laughs> That these people are paid to stand in a kitchen for hours on end every day. And we, as the normal folk, don't have time. We don't have time. There's a reason. This is actually a great case to go out and eat dinner outside of your home. (laughs) Yes. Because food like this takes time and prep and multiple elements that you, me, none of us, we don't have any time to make it. (laughs) Also, I think it's a good case to appreciate indian and asian food for the time and effort that it takes which i think it it sometimes in the the media and in in people's minds it's less yeah it feels less labor intensive or um what's the word gastronomic or fancy than italian food or shit like this but like what no bullshit no no it is it's delicious the depth of flavor is amazing but yeah we just don't have time my friends no (laughs) um what did you make hannah oh Vic, i'm gonna i'm gonna (laughs) keep this as snappy as i can i'm gonna start with i made two things but technically of course that's about 28 so i (laughs) first thing I made was the... I was meant to have friends around yesterday for dinner. Good friends, Hannah and Jeff. They um, got COVID. It's back, by the way. September 23. (laughs) (laughs) But they came round, got tired of waiting and left. We ordered a takeaway. They didn't come around and I'm so glad because they didn't have to witness me having a mental breakdown because I fully... We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Right. I'm going to start with the lesser involved thing. That was the gunpowder potatoes. Oh, lovely. Um, 
feisty dish of grilled new potatoes. You don't like little potatoes, but they're small. I don't. <laughs> so anyway, this one's this one's okay. <laughs> you don't like little potatoes, but they're small. <laughs> both both things are true. <laughs> and they're small. I don't know. Um, right. So you you boil some baby potatoes. That's fine. And then in a hot dry frying pan, you toast cumin, coriander, fennel seeds. Then you went to crush them with a pestle and mortar. I should say that at this point, I had already started cooking about two hours ago. And I was like, I'm absolutely not crushing them with a mortar and pestle. I don't have one. And I have I just started cutting corners left, right and centre because I became nice. like a sulky teenager at this book. I nice. was like, well, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I want to sit down and eat my dinner. Then you meant to... So I just left the seeds whole. Um, you're, you set the grill to high. Um, you drain your potatoes. And then you're meant to put the potatoes on a baking tray, um, brush them with some oil and grill them <laughs> until they're crispy. My grill... I'm waiting for your shortcut to just be like, so just threw them in the fucking oven. <laughs> I tried. My grill just didn't heat up. So I was like, well, oh, fuck no. you. I'm just putting my oven on at the highest setting. At this point, I'm about, like, I think the end is in sight based on the other recipe, which is way more involved. And I was like, I just want to fucking eat them. So the, I put the oven on high and that wasn't cutting the mustard. So I was like, I'm just going to fry them. I'm just putting them in a pan <laughs> and I'm going to fry them. So I put them in the pan. And... But what you do in the meantime, when you're crisping up these potatoes in whichever whichever method you choose um, fit, uh, you put the spices in a bowl with some melted butter, chopped spring onions, coriander and green chilies. And then when the potatoes are browned and crisped, you divide them in half. Um, you're meant to use a metal spoon so that you get some nice rough edges at that point. I'd oh give, my I'd, God, I was a blind. metal fucking spoon, I was please. blind to whatever utensil. I just picked up the nearest thing from a drawer. <laughs> and then you put them in the bowl and you toss it with everything. Um, your spring onions, butter, coriander, chilies, lime juice um, and sea salt are added at that point. And then you're meant to add a, a teaspoon of kebab masala. Now, that took me off to another page, which at that point I found very triggering. So I decided not to add it. <laughs> um, I didn't, I don't know what that, I'll never know what that kebab masala was because I just couldn't Probably do. shit, don't worry about it. <laughs> you, I know you had to make it from scratch, so it was um, in the bad books for me. And you just toss everything all together. And it was fine. I think I could have... My potatoes were done, but the outsides definitely could have been crispier. Maybe if my grill were working, they were okay. Maybe it was missing something from the kebab masala, but yeah, they were fine. I had some earlier again, um, the leftovers and yeah, they were okay. But I definitely think they'd probably be better in the restaurant. Okay, now we're going to get to the big one. Um, So the big one. I made... The paneer tikka chapati roll. Ooh. Sounds good, well, Tell right? me the page number. Hit me with the page number. 280. <laughs> so Maybe this is why the uh, chapters in this book are like first, second and third dinner. Because you have to eat two dinners before you get to your third dinner, which you've been making all day. <laughs> It should be titled First, Second and Third Breakdown. As you like 
yeah, your patience is worn to an absolute sin. Anyway, um, so this one, I was already a bit cranky when I was having to go, when I was going out to the supermarket. The way I shop for recipes is I take pictures of the um, ingredients on my phone um, whenever I'm going to buy stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I took a picture of the ingredients on this. Then I had to flick to page 368 for the chapati dough ingredients. Then I had to flick to page 278 for the paneer ingredients. And then the um, kebab masala, mm-hmm. again, was absolutely overlooked. Couldn't give a shot. Shit. Couldn't give a shot. And then... Couldn't give a shot. The cor- coriander mint chutney, page 378. Flick to that to take a picture of that. And then I forgot to take a picture of the stupid um, ingredients from the Makani sauce, which was one of the most involved bits. Luckily, mm. I had read some of it earlier in the day. So when I was in the supermarket, I was like, oh, God, I think there was chopped tomatoes. I think there was double cream. I think there was black cardamom. So I was just like, I just, and I was like, at that point, I was already a bit cranky in the supermarket because I was like, I've been walking around here for a long time, not finding things and I'm angry. So I'm just going to not, I'm just going to leave some stuff out because life's too short. Um, So anyway, Oh, God, I actually don't even know if I have the energy. I started with the chapati dough. So that's page 368. So uh, this was my first mistake. I saw chapatis in the supermarket and I thought, maybe I'll just buy the chapatis. But then I thought, no, you like to make bread. You like to make lots of, you know, different things. Make the chapati. That was an incorrect decision. You, um, I should absolutely not have done that. You use plain flour, atta, which is whole wheat, chapati flour, sea salt, sugar, milk, egg, vegetable oil. Basically, you mix them all together. But the dough felt really dry. And they don't give you any guidance on what you should be looking out for, what you should, Mm. if it feels dry, here's what you should do. It's just like, no. Pour it in, draw in the flour, knead with your hands for eight minutes to create a soft dough. It was not soft. It was like a little bit crackly and dry. So I was like, I'll add a little bit more oil. I'll add a little bit more milk. (sighs) Who the fuck knows? Finally, it was like brought together. You cover it with a clean damp cloth, leave it to rest for 30 minutes. Then when it's (laughs) 30 minutes, while you go off and do your million other jobs. When the resting time is up, you knead that dough. You weigh it into 70 gram portions. And then you're meant to roll it into a bowl heat up a frying pan and then you're meant to roll those balls out really, really, really thin. It's like one to two minutes. Uh, oh, sorry, not one to two minutes, one to two millimetres. You cook them for one to Jesus two minutes Christ. each side. And I was rolling them and because they were so tough, you know that when you're, I don't know if you ever ever got that when you're rolling something, like the dough's just done, it needs a break. So I was constantly having to rotate the dough to just like give it a break <sighs> while I like tried to roll it and it was like, cracking like craggy edges I was angry at it so I like fried those off and I was like they feel crunchy like they don't feel soft so I put them in like a damp tea cloth when they're hot in the hope that they'll be soft but ultimately they were my downfall we'll come back to that so I just just to say for the listener who doesn't have this book in front of them and you probably shouldn't because don't buy it um this the end result of this is like a wrap yeah right? it's like almost a, like a burrito-y kind of like thing a burrito yeah with so this was supposed to be and stuff. yeah lovely so Looks those lovely. breads were obviously 
going to be the rock. of Yeah. And Jeff, the guy who's meant to come around for dinner, his mom makes amazing chapatis. So I was like, oh my God, this is my chance. I've never tried to make chapati. I'm going to give it a go. And then maybe I'll be able to make them like Jeff's mom, Maggie. But alas, no, I still don't know if she can teach me her ways sometimes. But <laughs> then you, I, I, I've said that in not the order that it was done. But in the meantime, I'm doing a million other things. The paneer, oh God, it's just so ridiculous. The paneer tikka, there's a, on the previous page, there's a paneer tikka recipe in which you have to do two marinades for the paneer. The first one is like spices. So you're bloody, yeah, your bloody deggy merch, chili powder, turmeric, <laughs> dried fenugreek, couldn't find it anywhere, just used fenugreek seeds, sea salt, lime juice, grand. And then... For the second marinade, you're meant to add chickpea flour, toast it till it's golden brown, add it, uh, put it in a bowl, add in like mixed pickle, chilli powder, turmeric, salt and mustard oil. You mix that, add in Greek yogurt and then you're meant to put the paneer into that and leave to marinate in the fridge for 6 to 12 hours. At that point, again, this was a bit further down, I'd already started some other elements and I was like, this is absolutely <laughs> not happening. I'm just going to put it all on it and then it's going in the pan. So that's what I did. And it was still delicious. So the paneer. Of course it was. The paneer is the first story of this. The mixed pickle was great. The yogurt was great. Did Love you that. toast the, the grand flour? Didn't even buy grand flour. Can't be ours. Oh, um, yes, use main flour. <laughs> plain, shocking. plain flour. And then, okay, the Makani sauce. This was also. This was the one I forgot to take the photo of. It's a rich, creamy sauce used for chicken ruby, <coughs> haldari, kofta, and paneer tikka, chapati rolls. That's what I made. First, you fry some garlic. You make it nice and crispy. Then you're meant to grate the remaining garlic and the ginger to a fine paste. No, I just used pre-made ginger paste because I just... Yeah. Life, you could have had some of mine. Life is short. I could have just gotten the train, <laughs> gotten to Bristol, gone to your house, collected the ginger paste, come back, and probably everything would still be just fine on the hob. Um, chopped tomatoes, um, you're meant to blend them to a soft, a fine consistency again. I was just reading all these things about having to... Be, and I just wanted to eat my dinner and the rugby was mm -hmm. on and I wanted to watch it. Anyway, so what's weird about this is the oil that you fry the garlic in, you leave it in the saucepan and then you add in... You take out the crispy garlic and you add in bay leaves, green black cardamom pods, cinnamon stick, but it's a lot of oil. It's a lot. And then you turn it down, the heat down, and you add in your ginger paste it's meant to be garlic paste too but it can be arse and then you're meant to cook that for five minutes till it's brown but not burn and then you add in tomatoes and salt and chili powder to that and then I was like the oil was just sitting on top and I was like this is not good this does not look good at all and you bring that to a rapid simmer and cook until reduced by half for half an hour then you add in butter so you've got this Tomatoey sauce with a layer of oil on top and I meant to add in butter and I was like, I'm just adding in a tiny little bit for like creaminess. And then you add in garam masala, sugar, honey, cumin, your crispy garlic, fenugreek, fresh dill, left that out. And you cook that for another 15 minutes. Dill? Yeah. Dill doesn't feel right here. Dill. But who am I? Yeah, it never feels right to me. No, and then, it doesn't. 
the oil's still sitting on top. So I was like, I'm just going to drain this off because this looks awful. Um, and then you add in cream. And that's your Makani sauce. But that was like a solid hour of work for that sauce. Of which you then only use 180 mils of it. I mean, it's still sitting out there in the fridge because I didn't use it all. Um, you come back. So then your paneer that you've already cooked and all the other stuff. You get a pan and another pan. Fry off some green pepper, red onion. Then you add in turmeric, chilli powder, salt, green chilli. Listener, if you're still with me, you deserve a fucking award because this is just <laughs> insane. You add in your McCanny sauce to that until it's warm through. So the sauce I just spent an hour in. And then you put your paneer in there and you remove from the heat. Then you're meant to make up your chapatis. I've already described that. They were really crispy. Something was wrong. And then when they're ready... <laughs> 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 rename this book something <laughs> and then you assemble oh. finally uh, you finally you're ready to assemble all this for a sandwich lads all this for a wrap you take your chapati you lay it on a surface you put in some fresh spinach lovely <laughs> did you have any surface left <laughs> in your entire flat no surface no sanity <laughs> and then you put in spinach red onion five coriander leaves I was counting those out so carefully by that point and then, five yeah it says five five coriander leaves and some of the paneer mixture a quarter you put a pinch of kebab masala on top if you have any will to live left whatsoever and then you're meant to roll this wrap tightly in half fold your ends in roll it into a log shape mine was I so i fold my ends in <laughs> the ends of my fucking life <laughs> And then you meant, so I did it twice. But I had two vaguely usable chapatis. The rest I'd given up on. And so I made them. And then you're meant to put, they were like cracking and the filling was coming out because they weren't dry. They were too dry. They weren't good. And then you meant to put them in a frying pan and fry them off with some melted butter. Oh my God. So I put them in. And they just like crack. When I try to turn them, they're just falling apart and the filling starts oozing out. And I, at this point, had spent at least two and a half hours in the kitchen. This is... The rugby had started and finished. The rugby was at half time. Tom, (laughs) my boyfriend that doesn't deserve... A debut on this podcast. Me having a relationship doesn't deserve a debut on this podcast. But he deserves it at a time when he had to give me immense emotional support. Oh. <laughs> because I'm standing in the kitchen with these like wraps falling apart in a frying pan. Have I missed the first half of Ireland beating South Africa in the rugby? And I've just got like my hands over my eyes and I'm like, I can't believe I spent this much time on this food and now it looks like the dog's dinner. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like coming around to like hug me and I'm like, it's food. I know it's just food. I know it doesn't matter that much. But I had a full breakdown. Doug the dog's looking at me now and wagging his tail because he was very upset at the time as well to hear me all upset. And I didn't take a photo. I threw it. I was just like, I'm not taking a photo of this food because it's made me so angry and it looks shit and it makes me look like a shit cook, which I'm not. 
and I was just really angry and I was like, Tom, you're just going to have to eat this with a knife and fork because it's going to taste good, but it looks awful. So I basically just like threw it onto a plate and it looked like an absolute mess. It looked like like a half a like quesadilla or something. It was shit. And we sat and we ate it with gunpowder potatoes. And it was... <laughs> Sorry, I've, I feel like I've, I've gone from like, you know joining in taking the piss to very concerned for your well-being i just don't i'm mad about the chapatis because they're not easy like it's not easy to make a good chapati right like that is things that like you know recipes are passed to generations and this you should know that how it's meant to feel and like and they just didn't give yes. any tips about anything. And I was just like, I'm so angry at you because you're not helping me through this. Like, <laughs> if you have the touch for it, that's great. But, like, I'm a stupid white girl from the west of Ireland and I don't know how to make them. <laughs> and I was just like, I was just They obviously didn't off. teach him that in his uh, fucking MBA at Harvard. <laughs> um yeah, but you know what? The paneer and it, it did taste delicious. It was really nice. By the way, I mentioned the coriander mint chutney earlier. I never made that. By that point, I had absolutely oh. given up. The ingredients are still in the fridge. Um, but yeah, I'd make the you know what? I'd make the paneer <laughs> again. <laughs> I'd make the paneer with some mixed pickle and greek yogurt and stuff that was nice turmeric chili but you don't need to marinate it for six to twenty six to twenty four hours that's a very large window of time hmm. you just do it in a pan like i did i'd be like i want to know if dashim have tested it every kenji style yes every hour from six to twenty four yes and to know that it changes dramatically yeah exactly anyway which i know they haven't and that's fine just restaurants shouldn't do cookbooks. That's what we know. Restaurants shouldn't do cookbooks. That's um, much what's going on at new merch. At Deggy merch. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, that's right. I think what I would like to say to the listener at this point is that we are aware mm-hmm. that we are yet to do an Indian cookbook, a fully Indian cookbook. So we did East. Yeah. From... Uh, Mirasoda. Mirasoda. Yeah. And is that it? I mean, that's and that's not just Indian food. She we has other Indian books, but... India Express by Rukmini Iyer. Yes. You did that one, but yeah. I have that one as well. Um, so I think I would like to commit us to finding the ideal Indian a really good Indian cookbook I recently got one I hope that we will do on the pod I treated myself to it with some birthday money because I've been looking at it um I'm not going to say what it is because I'm a tease but you know what it is I told you that it was beautiful oh yes I do (laughs) um and maybe we'll do that one but I feel like I have to you know we have to have a little break (laughs) and I Hannah needs a break. It's not me. I need a break. Um, She needs to go and eat Italian food in Venice. Let's rate this cookbook. Um, So, if you are new here, sorry. I'm so sorry. We're not normally like this. 
We're not. Um, but we are honest. Mm. We mm. pride ourselves on not hyping up a cookbook just because it's hyped. Yeah. We will tell you the truth, which hopefully, if you've been listening for the last hour, <laughs> you you appreciate <laughs> and understand. So, if you are new here, yeah. every episode where we talk about a cookbook, we rate that cookbook out of five criteria. And what we rate out of changes every episode based on the book, the chef, you know, mm-hmm. something. Uh, I will just quickly tell you what we, the criteria that we, criteria? Criteria? Criteria's. Mm-hmm. That's what we've been doing. <laughs> the criteria's that we've been doing this week are <laughs> usability and accessibility, that's, that's one. one. Aesthetics. That's one. <laughs> Ingredients used. That's a third one. Veggie friendly. Mm. And inspirability. They're the five things. And I say we change the, the rating every, every episode. And <laughs> today we are going to rate out of... Deggy Deggy Merch. <laughs> <laughs> because it is literally in every, every single. single recipe. <laughs> I did also buy, before we go into rating, um, the is Amchor, which is like mango, mango powder, oh, yeah. which I hadn't I hadn't planned on using it, but I'd read they they do like um they've got like a, basically a mango seasoning, which is Amchor, which is mango powder, the the chili powder, deji merch, and salt. And they say it's good on, like, chips and okra. They have, like, an okra. And I was like, I I saw it when I was in the shop, and I was like, I'm just going to get that, because that, to me, that pushes my buttons. Yeah, that is delicious. It's quite sour, isn't it, I think, when you... Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's great. There's, um... I was going to ask you if you've ever been to G, the chicken shop, but I know that you haven't, because you are a vegetarian, um, which is, like, a Taiwanese chicken place mm. in London it's very it's very like casual you just kind of and they do this incredible Taiwanese chicken and you get to choose your like flavor top I'm doing like a weird Shaking. thing with my hand but because they're like shakers and they have all these flavors and I always get the plum one. Oh, uh because and this is what I hope this mangoey one will feel like it's kind of sour but kind of spicy yeah. and but sweet but salty and it's just it's perfect on like hot fried chicken um that's my tip if anybody goes to do the chicken shop mm. uh which they have one in bristol as well ah. but uh yeah anyway this is relevant but that's what i hope to have that okay. for and i think i will like it yeah keep us posted on that S- i will do um and that might be a redeeming feature of this book yeah <laughs> So, Hannah, yeah. how many deji merch out of five do you give to shoot? Is it deji merch? Is that how it's don't said? Oh. Deggy, deji, don't know. I don't know. Uh, usability and accessibility, I'm sorry, but no. Not, yeah. not one. Um, ingredients used, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry, it was just too hard. I didn't get loads of things. And no. No. Um, 
it's really unapologetic about ingredients, right? Yeah. Like they, there's no substitutions offered at any point. No, and that's right, right? Like that's why they're good at what yeah. they do in a restaurant, and that's why we shouldn't because be they can walk by mace blades. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, anyway. Veggie friendly, sure. Yeah, it can have one for that. Um, aesthetics, yes, a point because it's beautiful. It should just be a coffee book, a uh, coffee table book, I think. Um, and inspirability, mm, no, I'm going to give it two out of five. Deggy merch. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I had dread about cooking. For, I was grumpy yesterday because I knew I had to cook from it. Then I spent ages in the supermarket. I spent like 40 quid in the supermarket on stuff. And then I spent most of my evening cooking something that ultimately turned out not to be right. So, and I missed the first half of the rugby. But it's okay because we won. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it's two out of five Deggy merch from me. Sorry, Dishoon, but I think you'll be just fine without me. I'm sending people to your restaurants. I'm just telling them not yes. to buy your book. Go to the restaurant. Go for breakfast. Yeah. And enjoy get, the labor. Get an egg or bacon naan, whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, mine's the same, by the way, the rating. There's no point in me going through it. It's exactly the same. Exactly. It's it's very veggie friendly. Yeah. Uh, I struggled with the ingredients, even with, like, I have a. I went to a shop mm. and I also spent a lot of money. Um, what really pissed me off about the shop, <laughs> which has nothing to do with this book or anything, is that my favourite Indian snack are called guntia, and they're like these crispy, like kind of buttery. I think they must be made of gram flour. Like they're my favourite thing, and you can't really get them anywhere usually. Yeah, but they sell them. So I was like, fucking gonna buy them. Ooh, yeah. They're never cheap. But I love them. I love them so much. Ooh. And I, but I bought all the stuff, put it away, like put it in a bag and then went to dinner with my friend Gemma and then got home and like, because it was all dried stuff, I just kind of left it until I was ready to make stuff. And I fucking forgot about my guntia. And when I went to eat them, they were kind of soggy oh, no. and, and soft and they're supposed to be crispy and lovely. But anyway, that's my own fault. Um, yes, get the granola. I like the granola from... Uh, Dishoom's breakfast because it's kind of like got that got a bit of a like fun kick to it yeah but also yeah. they're like toast with like their chutneys and jams yeah as I'm sure that masala beans thing that they do is nice too hmm yeah you wore me down Dishoom we need a fun episode Aww. next time I'm sorry Hannah that's okay I feel really bad I feel like because I suggested this oh not at one book. point did I blame you I I was more than happy to do the book I'm just, I'm just, I'm just sad. I just think. I'm, I'm, I'm wary of any other restaurant. Find listeners. Yeah. Please tell me a good restaurant cookbook. Because yes. that's what we need to know. Because I am sceptical. Cynical, sceptical, all of the cult. Yeah. Um, what? Do you have any other restaurant books? I'm trying to think. I've got loads of mine here. No. I mean, I feel like even the... Because Ottolenghi has like a restaurant book, right? Oh, I the, have the, Nopi. You... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But that's same, fancy, same, right? a bit fancy. I made a couple of things for it, mm. but it is super fancy. It's restauranty. These people have um, fully equipped kitchens, beautiful, yes. like, loads of space, loads of surface area, loads of hob space, loads of pans, a big pantry. We are the average Test Joe. kitchens. Yeah, and we can't do that. And also, chefs aren't usually recipe writers. Mm. 
love a bit of this. And I think that's that. probably what happened also, like with your chapatis. Oh, don't get me started on those chapatis. Also, listeners, actually, you know I mean? if, you know, just, if you know a great chapati recipe, please do send it to me because I just don't know. I feel like you need your mum or someone mm. to teach you. I think my mum yeah. did used to make good chapatis, but I didn't get to ask her in time. So if anyone's got a good one, please let me know. Because I'd like to make a chapati. A good one. Thank you for listening. And thank you for staying we'll with us. we'll be back. We'll be back. Yes. We'll be back with a vengeance. Jamie's artichokes didn't get us down. The French laundry didn't get us down. We can pull back from this. <laughs> but no, that, it's a great... It's a great it's a challenge, right? Find us a good... Or tell us about a good. restaurant cookbook that you love. Yeah. I have Tom Kerridge's Hand and... F- no. Hand and Flowers one? Oh, I thought you were going to say. His most recent foot. one. <laughs> <laughs> foot and mouth disease. <laughs> um, which uh, is a beautiful book. And I flicked through it once. And I was like, yeah. Never going to cook anything from this. But yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. It, it's an interesting challenge. I'm yawning um, now because we had a long day yesterday. <laughs> thank you for listening. We'll be back Thank you soon. for listening. We love you. Um, we love you. And we hope you still love us. <laughs> <laughs> and if you feel so inclined to help us buy Deggy merch, <laughs> then you can support us on Patreon. Oh, yeah. Thanks, where pals. we do some fun mini-sodes and you get all sorts of extra little bits and pieces. Yeah, the opposite to this, a mini-sode. This is going to be a mega-sode. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. Bye! We love you. Bye! Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Cookbook Circle. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a review as it helps others to find us and enjoy us. You can see how the recipes from this episode turned out on our Instagram, at Cookbook Circle, where you can also get in touch with us, let us know your thoughts, feedback, ideas for episodes, whatever you like. We really love to hear from all of you. So we'll see you next time. Bye! Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.